Peace and blessings, everybody. And uh, welcome to the Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the host, the original black man, the good brother. My name is Reek. And until I can come up with an adequate introduction, I'm going to be introducing this like I'm a WBLS host. And if you're not familiar with WBLS, that means you're not from New York. And if you're not from New York, I am incredibly sorry to hear that. Anywho, before I go into my soliloquies and things of that nature, I just wanted to prepare you. Uh, a lot of a lot of you guys, this is going to be your first introduction to me because maybe a friend of yours told you to give me a chance because they heard me on a previous program. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've been on a podcast of my own that I share with Mouse Jones. I'm going to be speaking about that later on in the episode. But I just wanted to lay some ground rules because this is the first episode. Um, I'm going to be breaking this off into sections. The first section will be just me chronicling my life. Uh, the second one will be me providing social commentary. And the third one will be me responding to emails that you guys send in. Please don't be the dickhead that's sending me DMs or trying to text me because I need all this shit to be linear. I need to be all in one place in the way that it will help me be in one place if you just all send it to the email. The email is good brother experience no the i made it difficult sorry about that guys um good brother experience good brother experience at yahoo.com i was told that yahoo yahoo is a uh, felonious site and i had the rebuttal that they need to mind their fucking business i chose the email that i chose and just get with it to get lost now as far as my life is concerned i don't want to get into that this episode I want to clear the air on a few things. <clears throat> uh, since the last show I was on dissipated, there literally has not been a day that has went by where at least five people don't hit me up. I'm saying like, yo, what happened to the show? Is the clubhouse coming back? What's going on with it? What happened to you and Mouse? Are y'all niggas still cool? I'm going to get into that. I just need you to stay with me. Hold on, don't go nowhere. Not me. Don't press pause. I'm like, oh, come on, my nigga. You just fucking spoke for two minutes and 24 seconds and didn't say shit. I had to ease you into it. You just got here. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you come to somebody's house, they don't just give you the fucking dinner as soon as you walk in. Would you like something to drink? Would you like some candy? And if you're a whore, they provide you with a sniff of the pussy. You know what I'm saying? But who am I? I'm just guy with a microphone. Now, I just want to get into why I started this show in the first place. In my decision making as to um, as to why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. First things first, I'm not renting out a studio. I'm doing this shit in my house. And if it's not in my house, it'll be in someone else's house because I have a fucking travel kit. I have a New York Knicks duffel bag that is by happenstance. I am not a Knicks fan. So I just need that to be uh, put into the atmosphere. I know everything about the Knicks because I know everything about a lot of teams because I'm a fan of the NBA. But as far as the Knicks is concerned... Uh, I'll probably be speaking about them as the season progresses on the second portion because, as I said earlier, I'm going to be providing uh, social commentary. So, the reason why I made this show is because I feel at ease, I feel at peace, I feel as though this is what I need to be doing. Uh, everything else I've done, I've done with relative ease as far as sports is concerned, writing, school, but if there was a podcast opportunity in Connecticut, I would probably drive there. And when I started to really realize that I would drive anywhere and everywhere just to be a guest on someone's show, no matter if I got 30 listens or 300,000 listens, 
uh, I haven't been on a show with 300,000 listens. So for those of y'all who know me, they'd be like, you've never been on a show with 300,000 listens. Fucking relax. You're listening to my show now. Cut me a break. Anywho, I just felt so at peace with just me being a conversationalist and me just saying little witty things, little funny rebuttals, and the satire that I would then put into the conversation, no matter the tonality of it. Now, the reason why I'm doing this alone is because I'm going to be incredibly frank with you guys. You're going to start to get to know me as the show progresses throughout these weeks that um, I don't have it in me to book guests. I don't have it in me to come up with themes. I don't have it in me to send out emails, contact managers, fucking DM you, get left on scene. I'm going to tell you an example. Uh, when I was doing my last show and why am I, why I'm not doing that show anymore or why that show disintegrated uh i'm gonna get into that a little later but let me just stay on task here i tried to book black thought right um i was speaking to him he followed me on twitter and we actually for people that have never met each other we actually was trading uh tweets back and forth we had minimal conversation but it was conversation nonetheless and we actually spoke a few times about a few different things uh that's just what happens when you follow people so I was like, you know what? I'm starting to build a little bit, little bit of a rapport here. I used to lo- work at a clothing store called Planet Brooklyn. And um, the owner wanted to give him a shirt because at that point in time, the owner of the store, his name is Rob. He uh, made a shirt with Michael Jackson and Prince on the shirt. He gave it a black thought. And uh, I thought that was my way in. It wound up being my way in. And then um, we just started to talk from there. So I was like, you know what? Maybe he is cool. I did see him on tax season not too long ago when tax season was up and running i was like you know i'm trying my luck maybe i get him in the right mood he seems to be laughing at my jokes on twitter let me see what's going on so i dm'd him personally i was like yo listen i think you'd be great for the show i'm not someone that's just trying to get any type of momentum off of you just being a guest i'm incredibly familiar with your work and um based on your tweets here i feel like there's a side of you that has been seen because you're fucking famous and you're all over the place but i think that you would really have fun if you came on the show it's called the he-man woman hitters club at the time and i really think it would be pretty dope if you came through where is it yo it's in new york or really i believe this is when we was recording in the studio when we were in penn station well on top of penn station and um he's like all right yo just send me the details i gotta run about my management see what's going on so i sent him very particular episodes right so more than likely his management went to soundcloud saw that we were in the low thousands at the time i think we was averaging about three to four thousand listens an episode and maybe his manager was like yo i don't think this would be fruitful for you because you would be wasting your time with relative nobodies right but i was like you know what i'll charge it to the game emailed him he's like yo email my manager i emailed the manager i spoke to the manager i sent the manager the the same episodes i sent black thought didn't hear nothing back waited some time i was like you know what yo i just need to be forthcoming i need to be aggressive close mouths don't get fed uh let me see what's going on here so i i emailed the manager again and this is what hit me in the heart right there i guess that that's your signature or your away message i know it's not aim i know it's email but pardon me for the lack of vocabulary but at one point in time i said like hey this is black thought peace and love x y and z contact this is and that if you're looking for hostings bookings this that and the other 
I emailed him again. It was the same tagline, but he added some shit in there. If you're trying to have bookings, hostings, or guest appearances on fledgling podcasts. Fledgling. Now, maybe some of you don't know what fledgling means, and that's totally fine. Pause this. I'm not going to go nowhere. See what fledgling meant. See what fledgling means, I should say. Now, someone with a pretty vast vocab, I knew exactly what fledgling meant. I was like, oh, fucking Peter, or wherever his fucking manager name is. This nigga tried to shit on the He-Man Woman Hitters Club. This shit wasn't here before. Nigga calling me fucking fledgling white boy. I fucking got offended. So then, I was like, all right, maybe I'm not the best at booking guests. I tried to book Hannibal Burris, actually. And uh, I gave him this whole rundown of what was going on. And Hannibal Burris being, you know, the funny guy he is, you're like, man, that's a terrible pitch. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably not going to come. I'm like, yo, Jesus Christ, and I cannot get this fucking right. T-Mac did show up, though. So shout out to T-Mac. That's one of the first, like, super duper famous people that we had on the show. So that long-winded explanation uh, just all boils down to the fact that I'm not going to be booking guests because I just don't have the fortitude for it. Um just taking rejection really isn't my foreplay. And I know that when you have come to podcasts, things are supposed to be in a conversational sense. You don't really need to know the background of someone. But it would be nice, you know, once you get stale in the conversation, you can bring up something that they did and uh, you can take it from there. And the more fluent the conversation, the better the episode. The thing with me is I'm not really invested in the goals and achievements of others even if they are famous, even if there's someone that I really, really like, I just don't have that command on my memory to remember something that you did and just blend it into the conversation to make it seem like I know you. And then I'm asking you a question, like, yo, man, that's a great question. And I'm not really interested in that. Sway is incredible at that. Zane Lowe is incredible at that. Charlemagne is incredible at that. I can continue on. Everybody knows good interviewers, but um, I'm not one. So uh, there's that. The reason why I don't have a co-host is because it's a myriad of reasons, actually. First and foremost, uh, this show is 100% about me and my outlook and my stances, right? Now, to find someone that would be selfless, to know that off top and be like, yo, listen, this is what I'm doing. It's all about me. It's all about my outlook. I just need you to piggyback off the shit that I say. Maybe I'm going to get a lot of people that are not really receptive to that. They want to come in with their energy. They want to come in with their creative spirit. They want to come in with what they can do to better the product that they're going to be a part of. The thing about me is that I'm not particularly interested in you bringing your own creativity to my show. So what's going to wind up happening is I'm going to be over-talking, I'm going to be long-winded, and I'm not going to expect to get cut off because this is my program. Uh, I paid the SoundCloud the whole year, too. I didn't go month by month. I fucking went all in on this shit. So you think I just spent $144 for you to cut me off because you have some shit to say? Uh, I think not. Now, I'm not saying that people wouldn't be willing to be a co-host of mine. But then I'm pretty sure like the synergy wouldn't blend as uh, time would continue. And I just got to avoid that at all costs because I am all about synergy. So with that being said, let's go into uh, what happened with the He-Man Woman Heaters Club. I want to say this for the last time. And whenever people ask me, like, yo, what happened to the show? What happened to the show? It's going to give me ratings for my show because this is what you're listening to now. 
and I can be as as long-winded as I would like and I don't have to get cut off because I'm someone else's program and I feel like I'm being rushed so I don't want to get into certain details so let's start from the beginning me and Mouse uh, Mouse Jones if you're not familiar with him maybe you are maybe you aren't but you should get familiar with him because that's an incredible person that's really my friend uh, I know the mother of his children I know I know his actual children uh, two beautiful black daughters I don't know how he created black children because he's Spanish I think he's from the nether regions of Ecuador but that's none of my business uh, I know everything about him I know his upbringing I met his mother and his father so that's always going to be my man and I'm not it's not like the always be my man like we're beefing I haven't talked to him in five years and it's like nah I always got love for Mouse like I fucking was texting Mouse today like that's really my friend but you have to know Mouse to know why the show dissipated. And because of my program, I can get into it. So from the beginning, I want to say this is 2012 or 13 or so. Me and Mouse for the first time. It was only in passing. We have a mutual friend by the name of Janelle. Uh, she was having some type of backyard function. And um, I met him and it was all love. Then uh, Janelle actually had a going away party for me when I graduated college. Mouse showed up, uh, we hit it off, uh, and then we also saw each other in passing uh, on a few occasions, and we even lended our creative talents to people like Chad Law and Black Eye Stuff, and other uh, ventures that was pretty cool, it was pretty much centered around music. So, as time went on, we're following each other, and now we're starting to blend friends, he's starting to know who I know, I'm starting to know who he knows, just on some Long Island shit, uh, I should also tell you that I'm from Long Island, if you didn't know. If you're new to me. So, I'm starting to um, talk to him, whatever have you, and it's all love. And um, he meets my man, Bonzi. Uh, so, him and Bonzi hit it off. It's all good. We even go to New Jersey with each other. And um, I want to say, I'm sorry, I'm not putting any timestamps on this. This is 2015 at this point. So, Bonzi approaches Mouse like, yo, listen, I want to do a podcast. Would you be down? Uh, Mouse was like, yeah, I already have a podcast in the works. I have the name for it. I have the engineer for it. Shout out to my man, Chemist. Some of you might know him as Jordan. And um, you should just hop on board what I got going on instead of us starting from scratch. Bonzi agrees. So now they're doing test episodes with one another. I'm the godfather to one of Bonzi's children. So Bonzi is like incredibly close with me. So he's like, yo, Reek, pull up. This is not that. One of the first episodes, it was making fun of me, so I came through to defend my honor. Uh, after I got done, I told him I wasn't leaving. Bonzi was with it. Mouse was like, yo, it's all good. You can be a recurring guest. And I was like, nah, brethren. Uh, I really like this shit, and I think I'm going to stay. So, to continue, uh, I wound up staying. And we, I, I believe the first episode, we had close to a 1,000 listens. Um, because me, Mouse, and Bonzi... We're all emailing people because we were doing practice episodes and we were sending them to people just to see what they thought. And um, everybody was giving us a, like a resounding, y'all niggas sound great, this sounds professional, you guys have great synergy, how long have y'all known each other? And our relationship was pretty fresh. I mean, we knew of each other, but as far as like garnering a real friendship, we really wasn't that deep. So now as we're going on, now, that's really important. I'm sorry for saying as we're going on because there was no reason for me to say that. What wound up happening is I was under the premise that 
Mouse and Bonzi created a show, and I came on to their show. Now, if you know Mouse, Mouse is a, a big-ass alpha male. Well, he's not really big. He's 5'8", but he's an alpha male nonetheless, and he has a type A personality. So his line of thinking is, this is my show. These niggas is on my show, but these are my friends, and we're all going to rise to the top together, which is cool, but literally with an S for years, I thought that this was our show, and I was jumping on board for our show. Another reason why I won't have a co-host, because... There should be a sense of equality when um when you're doing a show, especially when you're putting like hours and time and money and gas and food and fatigue and fucking all kind of other shit. Dealing with niggas bad breath, with the with the mic cover, you know what I'm saying? Just going through just the worst of times with one another. You know what I'm saying? Really like as a band of brothers, fucking having to decide who's fucking driving home because niggas is tired after recording after a long day, all the other type of shit. So as time went on, it became more and more pronounced that this is Mouse's show. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was, I placed myself in a position to where I wasn't really seeing the truth. And as I wasn't seeing the truth, Mouse's claim to fame started to rise. His profile started to rise. He started to host more parties. He started to become more popular. And I was just a regular man going to work. But I knew I had a gift in doing this. Right? So... We're doing our thing and it's all good. And um Mouse started to deviate. And not really deviate, but he started to really do his own thing. He started to get more guests. Uh I wouldn't even know what the guests were. Uh I would try to speak with him and he he made it like very clear to me. He was like, Yo, listen, man, I have kids to feed. This is really all I got. I left the army, I'm sorry, the navy. Uh, I didn't graduate high school. I have no college degree. This is my end to broadcasting. So, like, if this shit falls, the shit is on me. I'm taking this shit incredibly serious. You and Bonzi might like doing this. And I believe when we started to have this conversation, Bonzi was no longer on the show. He's like, this probably was something y'all like, but this is what I'm banking on. I have kids, my nigga. And I respected that shit. I respected his honesty. So now, like, you know what? This is your show. You did create the show. You created the name. You created the logo. You find the studios. I don't play the back role. I'm going to be the comedic relief of the show. Of the show. But as me being the comedic relief, I'm like, all right. Uh, as far as talking is concerned, as far as the listeners may know, the listeners might not know that you're booking all the guests. And I'm not going to lie. Mouse did legitimately 99% of the work as far as he meant when we hit his club and the clubhouse, right? I'm going to get to the clubhouse in a second. So now we're, we're actually pushing all cylinders we're at about ten thousand listens an episode now we meet mac wilds one of the coolest men that i've ever met uh the guests are starting to raise uh our profile starting to raise we're starting to get more followers on ig as far as our fucking um as far as our uh podcast instagram we've done two live shows at this point and um things are looking pretty good but there is like this thing in my heart like damn every time we do a live show I feel like 70% of the people don't know who I am. And I'm putting a lot of money and I'm investing a lot of time. Some just don't seem right. But Mouse is my man. We're going to work through it. I'm a loyal guy. Uh, Loudspeakers approaches Mouse. Or Mouse approaches Loudspeakers to finally become a part of that network. I'm not really familiar with the specifics because Mouse uh, went to the meeting by himself. Now, uh, this started to happen when Mouse's profile really started to raise 
when you start to have uh, shows on BT and on Complex, and you see him moving and shaking with like the heavy hitters of the industry, and really becoming a household name as Mouse Jones. Now, if I'm overseeing a uh, uh, an entire corporation, uh, that being LSA, I'm like, oh, this nigga's on fire. We need some youthful energy in here. Uh, Tax just got locked up. Combat Jack, rest his soul. He just uh left us. Uh, we do need some refreshing energy here. I feel like he's it. Mouse was like, yo, listen, I come with my team. I'm not sure if they wanted me to come or not. I'm pretty sure they was like, yo, I'm pretty sure your man is cool, but uh, I'm pretty sure you can get somebody better. Mouse was like, nah, he stuck to his guns. Mouse then had a private conversation with me. was like, yo, listen, man, we're not independent anymore. People are counting on us. There's things that we have to do. There's goals that we have to hit. There's expectations that we need to fucking uh, fulfill. Like, it can't be no more you just come into the studio, you're not knowing who it is, or you're not taking it serious, or you're just blanking out during episodes, you're not listening back, Rick, I really need you to be focused up. Like, all right, cool, my nigga, of course. I go in, and I feel like I'm on fire at this point. And uh, I feel like I'm really showcasing my talent. Like, it's not him just doing all the heavy lifting, because when we got to Loudspeaker, um... It was kind of new for me because we use very guest reliant on the He-Man Waiters Club. And it wound up not being that way when we got to the clubhouse. It was the whole segment change. There was a segment breakdown. We had topics. We had segments, period. We never had a fucking segment in our life. And things really started to change. And I was like, okay, okay, I can get with this. I can get with this. It's only, if it's only going to be me and him, although I feel like mouse fucks with me as a person but maybe i'm being slighted as far as like being appreciated as a talent this will be my time to shine i'm gonna show these network execs i'm gonna show these niggas that probably didn't want me anyway like yo reek is cool reek is dope reek has something to say and reek can be of course from a mouse jones it's not just the mouse jones show it can be the mouse and reek show so I'm think I'm doing that, and you can leave and listen to those episodes if you think I'm lying. I feel like I really put my best foot forward as far as comedic timing, staying on task, staying on topic, not deviating, fucking all the type of shit, storytelling, whatever you gotta do. So, when we was in our infancy, as far as the clubhouse is concerned, it really, really started hitting me like, you know what? The show looked like it would operate on all cylinders if I wasn't here. I don't see anything changing. The guests that do come up here probably still don't know who I am. I'm probably not that big of a priority as far as being a talent here. Uh, it's all centered around Mouse, which is dope. But maybe I need to fall back and just get a regular job, whatever have you. Speaking to a few people about it, everybody told me I was bugging. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm bugging. Mouse is my nigga. I'm going to keep saying this. This needs to be ingrained in everybody's head. Mouse is my nigga. You know what? Maybe I need to stick around. So I'm sticking around. Right. Doing what I got to do. One day after a recording, we get sat down. Yo, listen, you guys have been with us since November. It's February. You guys were projected to do a certain amount of numbers. I believe at this time we were starting to plateau around 20 or 25,000 or so. Uh, That wasn't good enough. In order for us to stay on loudspeaker. Now everybody gets canned. Shows get canned all the time. Whatever have you. But um, a lot of things were happening around this time. One I started to really really. 
lose interest in the show. Two, it started to really feel like work. Three, I saw in Mouse's eyes, it started to really feel like work because it, because the, the human woman made his club was his baby. The clubhouse was a business opportunity. And you can just tell in the tonality between the both of us, we was treating it like a, like a business opportunity. Like we're being like extra funny, we're being extra witty. But maybe the organic aspect started to hinder a little bit. Along with this, maybe Mouse had the foresight that we were about to get canceled. He starts to create another podcast. Now, I can't say this is something that is like foreign. I'm going to be fair to him because he did a podcast with Corey Towns called Men Secure when Secure was out. So him doing two podcasts at the same time, I really didn't see the big deal. But this is where the conspiracy in me comes in. Maybe the person I'm I'm, I'm going to leave him out of this. Maybe the person that was really, 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 really believing in us was like, yo, listen, I'm leaving my wife. I'm coming here. I'm chilling with y'all till midnight. And pretty much the star of the show has one foot in, one foot out. And y'all not getting 50, 60,000 listens an episode. Y'all are getting 25. So I'm doing all this shit. I'm putting all this energy into y'all. And the star of the show has one foot in, one foot out. Maybe we need to go into another direction. That's what I think happened. But we were told we were told, and I'm not going to call anybody a liar. So I just want to be clear. The reason why the clubhouse with Mouse Jones ended and why he's on to do uh, Guys Next Door, Mike Wilds, and uh, Fly Rye. Uh, Mike Wilds, I'm very cool with. I'm, I've never met Fly Rye, but I can just tell by the episodes he's a smooth brother. Uh, and if Mouse and Mac fuck with him, then I'm going to fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? The reason why he went off to do that and the reason why I'm doing this show by myself is because, one, Mouse has his children. So he has to do was most fruitful for his children this is just me guessing uh secondarily i started to lose interest in the show i believe the last three episodes i was away it was my birthday i couldn't make it and then we did an episode with eric bellinger which is him and eric bellinger and then i believe that's the last episode and this has been since february me and mouse never even had like a formal conversation as to why the show ended but it was kind of one of those things to where it was time for him to move on. His uh, Maybe his stardom started to go past his interest in the show that he created. Or maybe the show that he created was no longer the show that he created. It was a show that he had to maintain via business deals. Because I'm not familiar with the negotiations of what was going on. I can go by what they told me, but Mouse did the 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 first meeting by himself. So that's what led me to do this. I've been thinking about this shit since February. I'm like, I, right, I really want a podcast. I want to do this. I really believe in myself. I feel like I have something to say to the world. Uh, I believe I have humor that I can express to the world. I know I haven't been funny this episode. Sorry, y'all, but I had to get the serious shit out the way. But am I really built for this shit? Am I really just gonna do this shit by myself? Am I gonna do this by myself? What's the show gonna be about? Am I just going to be rambling? Yeah, I'm just going to be fucking rambling. Uh, but when someone asks you, like, yo, what's your show going to be about? I wanted to have an answer, and I didn't have an answer for a long time. And I wanted to do something that was different. Now, in order for me to be organic to myself and to provide difference in the podcasting world, uh, I'm going to break this down to segments, like I said earlier. 
I'm going to chronicle my life the way that I see fitted. And um, I'm not going to be staggered by anybody. Like, this is literally me on my laptop in my own microphone that I bought. This is all me right here. And um, as we go on, I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank anybody who's given me uplifting comments, uplifting words, uplifting DMs, um, approaching me while I don't even know you niggas. Like, yo, Reek, yo, listen, man, on Reek Rants, that, you, that YouTube shit you had on the clubhouse, on the Human One Hairs Club, we really fucked with you. Yo, when are you going to do your own thing? And uh, Mouse never left me in the dust. That's not what happened. Mouse went on to another business venture with two other prominent black men so they can garner what they should garner as three men that are famous in their own right. And then there's little old me that's going to start from the bottom. I'm going to get it the way I get it. And I'm going to do it on my terms. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel good about that. Like, I just had a party not too long ago. It was called Jack in the Box. I created the name. I assembled the team. There's something that I could put my stamp on. This show will be me putting my stamp on things. The other YouTube show that I'm going to be working on is Worth, with Wordsmith. Shout out to Wordsmith. Will be something that I'm creating. Reek Rants. Although, Mouse, matter of fact, Mouse gave me the segment Reek Rants on... Uh, the Human Womb Haters Club. So I will give Mouse that respect. That he gave me regrants. But it will be my mind that I will carry regrants to season 2, season 3, season 4. Because I'm, I'm a prideful man. And everything I'm doing is going to come from me and my mind and my creations. And I'm going to get as far as that. I'm going to get as far as I need to get to. I don't have someone that's like overly famous that's going to open doors for me. I don't have anyone that like has my back. As far as someone that can really move and shake and get me into fucking rooms with the Illuminati, whatever have you. But what I do have, I have y'all. Every single person that has listened to me talk for the pretty much the last 30 minutes. So, I just want to tell you why I wanted to make the show. I wanted to tell you why I don't have any guests. I want to tell you why I don't have a co-host. I want to tell you what happened to the show. Me and Mouse will always be cool. I need to fucking, like, not more than cool. Me and Mouse are friends. You know what? If you ask him and if you ask me, we're brothers. That is my nigga. When I'm 50 years old and he's 51, that will still be my nigga. But just as far as creating content, we just went two separate paths and that's fucking totally fine. I mean, so that uh, that's going to conclude episode one. Be on the lookout for episode two. It should be right underneath episode one because I'm going to be re- uh, releasing... The two so the two parts um on the same day i shall also warn you guys that i stutter all the time and i'm not gonna edit it out so be prepared for that as well so uh be on the lookout for part two part three will be coming out on wednesday and how your boy and one more thing i need to say thank you again and really send those emails in because that shit is a big part of the show good brother experience at yahoo.com all right all right cool i'll holler